It's another beautiful day for baseball in Los Angeles. And baseball podcast. Josh Schaefer and Blake Harris cover everything Dodgers right here on Inside the Ravine. How is it going, everyone? And welcome to a brand new episode of Inside the Ravine. Back in April, we had a couple of episodes talking about the sky is falling. Well, Josh, the sky is officially falling. We're I think it, it fell. It fell last night. We're recovering. So joining me, as always, my co-host, Josh Schaefer. I'm your host, Blake Harris. Josh, luckily for you, you didn't have to watch the game last night. You had to watch a disaster in its own right. You were at the USC game, but you got to avoid watching nine innings of probably the worst Dodgers postseason performance I can ever remember. So you at least have that going for you. Yeah, see, it would have been a really tough day because, you know, as we've talked about a few times, you and I are both Arizona State guys. That game was awful, the way that they lost that game. Um, And then this – but the problem, Blake – the problem is that it's postseason baseball. So I continued to sit there on my phone watching this game. So I didn't think anything was going to happen. It was more like, hey, let's see if we don't torch the bullpen. But, you know, tough game. Um, the sky fell last night, mostly in the first inning, but still fell. Um, even if you take out the first inning, the Dodgers lose the game in the next eight. Um, but look. I mean, the most important scoreline is that it's a 1-0 series. And I feel like you kind of have to echo what Dave said after the game. And it's that you have to put this game behind you because after the first inning, that game was a wash. So it sucks that um, Kershaw was the one that it happened to. It sucks that, um, you know, people who defend Kershaw, I've been a Kershaw defender in the playoffs, but this is one of those things where you kind of got to swallow your pride a little bit. It happened and the Dodgers have to move on because if this continues, they're going to be out very quick yeah i mean i guess if there's any silver lining i did tweet this last night it's the fact that monday's game things really can't get any worse i know people are saying oh it can't get worse you you could go down 2-0 but the performance wise as a team when talking about the pitching when talking about the hitting in all likelihood things can't get worse so at least things should get better on monday but yeah uh last night just an all-around disaster class all the way around we'll start with clayton kershaw because not only was this the worst outing of his postseason career, not only was it the worst outing of his big league career, it was arguably the worst outing of any postseason MLB start that you can really imagine. I saw some stat. I think it went something along the lines of Clayton Kershaw is the first player ever in postseason history to allow five runs and five hits before even recording an out. And this is something we've talked about, Josh, the last couple of weeks, Clayton Kershaw's health. Him and Dave Roberts continue to say he's fine. I don't believe it. I don't think Clayton Kershaw's fine. I think he's going through it because last night wasn't another Clayton Kershaw choke. Like we've seen him, you know, have moments where he kind of just surrenders big hits. But for the most part, he'll give you five or six innings and then a disaster inning will strike. He didn't have anything last night. I don't think he had a single swing and miss. I don't think he was ever ahead in the count. The D-backs were hitting every single ball harder than 100 miles per hour. I don't think he choked. I think this injury is just worse than they're leading on. They want to just write him out. But uh, I I just don't know after watching last night's performance, Josh. And again, I know you didn't get to see it. I'm sure you saw highlights how they can, can go to him in another game. They came out last night and they said Kershaw's going to start game four. But I, I'm at the point where I, 
I don't think you can throw him out there anymore. Even if the Dodgers have a two-win series lead, after seeing what we saw last night from Kershaw, I, I'm not saying he's done for his career, but I'm saying at least this season, obviously he's not 100%. I just don't know what he can give you at this rate. I mean, I just hope that I just hope that maybe you just didn't have it because that's all you can hope for is that it was a bad yeah. outing. It was an awful outing. It was the worst of his career without a doubt. And that's it. I mean, six earned runs on six hits, a walk in a third of an inning. That that's that's nightmare fuel right there. So I mean, I I'm not sure. I it just he didn't he didn't seem like he had anything, you know? Yeah. Like he didn't seem like he had anything. He was missing a ton of pitches in the dirt. Um, it seemed like everything that was hit was right down the middle. And it seemed like those were the only pitches that were in the strike zone, too. Yeah. And and there were a couple of ABs in that first inning. Um, for me, the one that stands out is the is the Gabby Moreno home run because kind of just the way that this game unfolds is like in that first inning, anytime someone battled a little bit and forced pitches from him that were right over the plate, they delivered the home run from Moreno. Um, you know, I want to say the Longoria one later in that inning, I think was like the first pitch or something like that. But like there were a couple of at-bats in that inning where it's like, take a ball in the dirt, take a ball in the dirt, foul off a pitch that wasn't in the strike zone. You make Kershaw come back at you, base hit, you know? Um, right. And that's how that first inning went. So he just couldn't find it. And when he did find it, he was forced to put it right down the middle and the D-backs took advantage of it. Yeah. So he only makes it one out. They bring it Emmett Sheehan. He's only able to give, I think, what, three and a third, three and two thirds innings. He's not able to give you that much. He allows three runs on four hits. For the most part, the bullpen kind of held things in check, given the circumstances. Michael Grove allowed a home run, but outside of that, he looked good. Alex Fessi allowed a home run. Outside of that, he looked good. So I guess, this, again, another silver lining is there's no game today, so the bullpen is going to be fresh and ready to go for tomorrow. But I, I texted this to you last night, Josh. Would have been a prime opportunity to have a guy like Ryan Yarbrough come in yeah. and eat innings. But uh, for some reason, the Dodgers opted to not uh, do that, and it could potentially cost them uh, in the series not having another guy. Because Emmett Sheehan, he's probably down at least until game three. Ryan Pepio, you're probably going to save for a game three or four. So now... If Bobby Miller, for whatever reason, I'm not saying he's going to have a Kershaw kind of start, but if Bobby Miller only goes three or four innings on Monday, your bullpen has nobody that can give you length. You're just going to have to rely on all these guys that can give you one inning. The Dodgers used six, used six pitchers last night in a game that they were not in at all. Yeah. And like you give up 11 runs, six of them in the first inning. You are out of it entirely. A game that ends 11 to two, and they used six pitchers. And two of those relievers went two innings or longer. Like that just, that's prime Ryan, Pe or not Ryan Pepe, Ryan Yarbrough territory. I mean, if you look, look, I'm not saying that the game would change in general, but I'm saying after Kershaw, if you go to Ryan Yarbrough, you could probably get close to what both Shelby Miller and Emmett Sheen gave you. They gave yeah. you five and two thirds. You could probably put in Yarbrough for three, maybe four innings at that point. I feel like in a game right. like that, Maybe you put him in for three or four. And then after that, you only go to Grove, Vessia, Ferguson. Maybe you throw a different arm out there here and there. But, like, that's five and two-thirds innings from two guys who you didn't need to get that much time out of. And then you still went to three guys in the bullpen. And yeah. 
for me, that's a little bit scary going forward because of that that fear, like you said, like what if Bobby Miller has a bad outing? What if Lance Lynn has a bad outing or Ryan Pepio or whoever they have that's going to go the rest of these games or Kershaw, you know, God forbid Kershaw comes back out in game four and has an awful outing again. And you don't have somebody like that that can eat innings if you know, hey, we're going to have a game tomorrow or the day after and we need these bullpen arms. And the Dodgers don't have that right now. And, you know, coming into the series, coming into the series, you know, I was talking with some people the other day after yesterday, after the roster came out. And I thought maybe this is something where you think, okay, we don't need that for a five game series against the D backs. And we talked about that on the show. It's no fault of Lance Lynn's. If he doesn't make the roster, it's simply because maybe he doesn't fit in the pitching plan for a series that you could win in three games. Right. Um, So hold him out until the next series. And out of respect, like you didn't do anything to not get a spot on the roster, but let's hold them out and see what we get in the series after that. So like, sure, if you want to look at it that way, like, oh, maybe they didn't like Ryan Yarbrough for X, Y, and Z. But like now you look and you see what happens in game one and the fact that you used six pitchers and you used two in the first inning. Kind of kind of think you might have wanted to have him on the postseason roster. Yeah, I mean, again, I guess the great thing is today's an off day because of the Dodgers had game two today. Half the guys would be down. Half Uh-oh. the guys would not be available. So at least, at least there's that. At least there's that. But yeah, the Ryan Yarbrough decision, uh, everyone, when the Dodgers announced the roster uh, roster yesterday, that was kind of like the big one that everyone was going. I don't really know. Like the Colton Wong over Ahmed Rosario, we kind of briefly talked about that in our last episode, how his defensive versatility would probably be an upgrade late in the game. The fact that there wouldn't be that many left-handed pitchers. And I also didn't realize how actually good Colton Wong had been in his limited at bats. But yeah, the Ryan Yarbrough one, again, whether it was over Lance Lynn, whether it was over Michael Grove, uh, having length is key. And hopefully that doesn't come back to bite the Dodgers. But Josh, another thing I want to turn to in game one, again, it's kind of irrelevant because the pitching lost this game. They allowed 11 runs, but the offense once again did absolutely nothing. The funny thing is the player that everyone had the most concerns with entering this series was Will Smith because he's been awful the last couple of months. He's the only player that showed up. He had two of the four hits. He drove in the only two runs with the triple. Will Smith is the only guy that got the memo. Everyone else, I mean, the only the only two other hits, Josh, came courtesy of David Peralta and Miguel Rojas. That's it. Everyone had an offer. Mookie Betts, 0 for 3. Freddie Freeman, 0 for 2. Max Muncy, 0 for 4. JD Martinez, 0 for 3. Again, not a huge, huge deal because the pitching lost. But this is now a stretch, Josh. I look back. The last six postseason games for the Dodgers, this offense is averaging 2.6 runs a game. Regardless of how good or bad your pitching is, you're not going to win a whole lot of games in October if your offense is giving you only two runs a game. It's certainly not encouraging. Because, I mean, that that's another thing. Like, if the Dodgers give up 11 runs in game one, but they score, like, six, I feel like going into game two, you're probably thinking a little bit better. Like, this game is literally a wash. You're down 1-0. That's the only score that matters right now, going into game two. But the fact that you lose 11-2, the offense does absolutely nothing. I mean, our big thing last year on our show was talking about the runners left in scoring position. Dodgers didn't have any runners in scoring position. They were... They left two, they left three players in scoring position all game. They were one for six with runners in scoring position. They didn't have anybody in scoring position. Like, and really the closest they got was what? Second base, really? I mean, they they just didn't have the base runners. They didn't get the hits. You know, nothing really dropped for them. 
and it, they didn't have encouraging at bats. So that's the problem for me is you lose game one. I mean, game one losses for the higher seeds happen. The Orioles lost three, two at home. The Braves got shut out three, nothing by the Phillies. Like all those series are one Oh, and I promise you that's the only thing those fan bases and those teams that came up on the losing side are caring about right now is they lost. It's one Oh granted the Braves got shut out and had a couple of defensive miscues, but it is what it is. They had more hits in the Dodgers, right. but when you lose 11 to two, and the pitching is not encouraging. The offense is not encouraging. It's not a recipe for faith and encouragement and belief going into game two. But it has to be, you know? It has to be. You have to put this game behind you if you're Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. I think they will. I'm not going to back down from my series prediction or anything, but certainly not a very, um, you know, impressive game one performance despite a loss that's going to rally the troops for game two. The craziest thing, Josh, when I was looking at the box score right before we started, and I saw that the Dodgers were one for six with runners in scoring position, and they had six left on base, I was thinking, when did they have six opportunities with runners in scoring position? I was like, okay, the Will Smith at bat, that, that had to have been runners in scoring position, but I was like, there were five other chances the Dodgers had where they just, you know, pooped the bed. So, yeah, again, you, you lose by nine runs. At the end of the day, it doesn't make a huge deal. But if the Dodgers would have like lost the game 11 to 6, they would have kind of made a little mini comeback. At least that's something you can kind of build on for the next game. I don't know what the Dodgers have like to the build game on against after the this performance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's what we talked about the other day. It's like through those first couple of games, like the Dodgers lose three games in a four-game series to the Braves, the first three, but there were signs of encouragement, especially going into that last yeah. game. And then the Dodgers win, and you're thinking, okay, they can they can hang with these yeah. guys. But like, yeah, you're right. Like they didn't have that at all. They showed no life no. whatsoever. Yeah. So again, I, I guess, like I said, things can only get better for Monday, but again, even for Bobby Miller, even though they're going to be saying, Hey Bob, uh, we kind of need you to go six or seven and really not allow any damage because the offense, I, I want to believe Josh, but we saw it last postseason, And I even went back to that brave series back in 2021. The Dodgers did have that game five. The one I was at where they scored like 11 or 12 runs. I think AJ Pollock had like three homers, but game six, the offense did absolutely nothing. A few games in that series, the offense did absolutely nothing. This is just a trend that stretches a couple of years. So the bats are going to have to wake up because if the bats wake up, Josh, if all of a sudden the Dodgers jump out to a 2 nothing, 3 nothing lead in the first inning on Monday, that's going to set the tone. That's going to set the momentum. The Dodgers are going to be able to ride that. So, again, the good thing is this is only one game. The bad thing is it's a five-game series, not a seven-game series. So the Dodgers have to be almost perfect the rest of the way. they got to win three or four. Bobby Miller in game two. They don't have a starter yet for game three, probably Lance Lynn, Ryan Pepe or something like that. But we'll have to wait and see. Josh, one final thing I want to bring up to you. You kind of mentioned this in your last segment just a little. You said the Braves lost yesterday, the Orioles lost yesterday. Those are the teams, including the Dodgers, that had this first round bye. We saw it last yeah. year with the Dodgers and the Braves. We're seeing it this year. The Astros, of course, because they're the Astros are the one team that won. But this is a trend through these first two years. Now, I'm not saying that it's an excuse, but we've seen in a very, very small sample size, these wild card teams that pick up these wild card victories, they come into the NLDS and they cruise. And the teams that have the week by, they're struggling right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously they play those, those inner squad games behind closed doors usually. But I feel like it's just not the same. And the Dodgers... Yeah. Are, we're sitting there with 
the momentum of winning the division and the momentum of feeling confident going in, but the D-backs were coming in with the momentum of a series sweep on the road against a higher seed, a division yeah. champion. So, you know, that's 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 different. And this team's seen, you know, real pitching. This is, you know, I mean, Christian Walker's in the lineup, a dude that, for whatever reason, has taken Kershaw to school throughout his career. But, you know, I, I it, it's an interesting take. Um, yeah, I don't know what it says, but it's certainly interesting. Um, yeah. and right now the D-backs <laughs> have all the momentum and the Dodgers got to respond that, you know, it's funny is I've said this before on the show. Like this is kind of a split Dodgers D-backs apartment. Um, there's three of us here. Two of us have followed the Dodgers. The other follows the D-backs. So the D-backs have been on in this apartment quite a lot this season and their broadcast, their TV broadcast has started to refer to them as the answer backs, not the D-backs because they always seem to come from behind in games. Right. And it's like, we have started calling them that kind of as a joke, but not like out of like making fun of them more out of like endearing plus answer backs is kind of funny. Right. There can't be that going forward. Like the Dodgers have to be the team to answer back. And if you take an early lead in game two, Bobby Miller and the pitching need to figure out a way to hold it because the D backs are pesky. And we said that earlier this season. And I know that we had a couple of those episodes early on where we're like, I, the D backs are good. I don't think they're better than the Dodgers good, but they're pesky and they get their hits and they make these comebacks. They did it twice against the Brewers in this first round series. The Dodgers have to figure out a way to silence the Diamondbacks bats and get something going offensively or this series is going to be over very, very quickly. Yeah. So again, only game one, plenty of games left to go. Bobby Miller, hopefully he comes ready. Hopefully he's good to go. Hopefully the offense does anything hopefully the offense can just show up so we'll have to wait and see that is wrap up uh the sky is falling part one of this uh series that hopefully might expand a few more episodes hopefully not but uh yeah game two on game two on monday game three then on wednesday so i'll to stay tuned for that again make sure you guys follow the show on social media we're on twitter instagram tiktok youtube just search inside the ravine stay tuned for a dodger episode following every game again hopefully we have plenty more episodes not many more just like this but for josh Schaefer, this has been blake harris thank you guys as always so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your weekend at least try to at least try to enjoy the rest of your weekend wherever you may be